0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. Also, Happy flipping New Year. It is 2023, a year that I only imagined in sci-fi books and uh, comic books. I never thought it would commence. It was always such a distant year, but it is 2023. It's January 2nd as I'm recording this, which means tomorrow the industry jumps right back up. As a workaholic, I don't do well during the holidays. I need something to do. It's hard for me to relax, but I tried my best and I got a little sick. <laughs> so maybe I need a, I need a different way of, you know, expelling that energy uh, next year. But it was a fantastic holiday nonetheless. I hope all of you had a wonderful New Year's. And I hope we're all ready for what's to come in 2023. If you have been a subscriber since the beginning, or if you're somebody who is just now listening to the show, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. I have a lot of awesome things planned for this show for this year. We're taking it to the next level, and I can't spoil any of it for you. Uh, In fact, I'm taking two weeks off after this week to focus on (laughs) said tasks and to fully figure out how I'm going to pull off A bunch of these different things that I can't talk about because it would be spoiling it for you. However, I can tell you that for this week's episode, the first episode of 2023, first episode of the new year, I had a chance to chat with one of my best buddies who is an amazing actor, writer, producer. In fact, she's producing an independent film right now. Uh, (laughs) I just talked to her a little bit ago and she had a phone call about said production Midway through, it was awesome. She's, she's gotten full producer on me. Uh, but that would be the amazing Aubrey Polera. Now, she is a Denver-based performer, but she's lived all over. She spent a hefty amount of time in New York City. She has worked on projects like How to Be Single, and Ben is back. And now, this year, she is diving headfirst into really adding, not only producing, but so much more, to her resume, and I can't wait to see what she does. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. Also, we're such good friends. It just, this interview went off the rails a little bit, so like, I, I apologize if I steer the conversation the other way. Uh, and at times we, we try to get a little professional with each other, but it doesn't work because we know each other so well. Uh, and who, I hope you all enjoy this episode, and please sit down grab a coffee, grab a tea, grab whatever you like and let's chat with the lovely Aubrey Polera.
1: Hey, I'm Aubrey Polera. I am an actress, I'm a writer, and I'm a producer.
0: And with anyone Sorry. who's more than one thing. You sound so professional. That was that was a switch. Uh, everybody listening, we're we're like we're best buddies, and this is going to be really funny for the entirety of the interview because she's going to be super professional, which she is. Um, Miss pilara if you wouldn't mind, uh, it, it, sort of it, like expanding that, which which came first? Was it producing things? Was it was it writing things? Was it acting? Which did you develop a a knack or a love for beforehand?
1: So um, I started acting in elementary school in the theater. Uh, that was my first paid job in third grade, which was very exciting. Um, I think I got like 100 a hundred a, a show or something. It was really, really, it was very cool. It was at the Country Dinner Playhouse yeah. in um, Littleton. <laughs> I was so rich. <laughs> uh, and yes, I just... You know, from that age, always knew this is what I wanted to do. But I was always so shy, so it was a very interesting combination at the time.
0: That a hundred dollars at the Scholastic Book Fair in elementary school can go a long way. That's all I could think 100%. about. Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Maybe I'm getting wrong. I might be over exaggerating, but in my mind, that's what it was.
0: I, you know, what it could have been. I could, I could see this. So what, what was the the play? What was the theater piece that you were in?
1: Uh, so it was Beauty and the Beast, and it had adults as um, it or it had you know a, a mix of ages. But Beauty and the Beast were probably in their twenties um, at the time. I thought that they were the oldest, coolest people in the world, and um, I played one of the a princess, which was kind of added in a little uh, to the story, and then. Um, I turned into some silverware and the duster.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) That's a lot to do in elementary, especially for like getting into acting. That's a lot. Okay, so you you start there. Was it just an eye-opening experience where you thought this is what I want to do? Like this is, did you have any knowledge of that being a possible career at that point or was it just, this is fun, we're going to keep it going?
1: Uh, I always watched movies growing up with my parents, older black and white movies, and uh, loved watching those. And I I feel like I always knew this is what I wanted to do, even though I had horrible stage fright. Uh, But my first play at the Country Dinner Playhouse, the um, stage came down from the ceiling, and Yeah, I mean, that that moment when it comes down and we're all lit up and about to do the play. I mean, I just distinctly remember such a magical moment and thinking this is what I was uh, meant to do.
0: And I don't know, with you being an introverted, shy kiddo. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know I know you. You're not shy when we get to know you, but. (laughs) How did you navigate like I don't know did you find that kind of cathartic at that time to kind of let yourself go and be a different character and avoid all that shyness like how did you develop skills around that.
1: Right I think I was always so imaginative and so it definitely was. A place to escape to and I was such a big reader oh my gosh I could sit and read a book for literally four hours straight and forget where I was and I think this did the same thing for me too and I think especially in theater the energy from everyone else and you know making this beautiful group puzzle come together um was yeah a, a form of, of escapism and a magical place to go to
0: yeah and I just realized you know you grew up watching older films with your folks is that why you have a, a knack for talking in a transatlantic accent on on the the regulars is that <laughs> is that where that comes from
1: <laughs> Okay so listener Tyler has noticed so many things about me that I don't even realize about myself and in class I don't realize how weird I'm being till I look over and he's laughing at how weird I'm being um so yeah I'm I'm learning a lot through Tyler's excellent observations <laughs>
0: about me you wouldn't be able to tell yes, by your actually, social media that's... but you're you're a big goober
1: I <laughs> uh, yes I'm definitely a big character <laughs>
0: I I had to bring that up at least once during this interview but that I don't know that seems so cool (laughs) being somebody who didn't get into this industry until like middle of college I have such a disconnect when it comes to growing up within the environment so I want to fast forward to you're in high school and life is soon approaching Mm -hmm. you know graduation is approaching what was your goal when you're going off to college or if you wanted to even go to college what was your what was your plan were you thinking of you know performing arts something fun to do it helps me it's cathartic it's therapeutic or were you thinking of this is you know were you hitting the gas on that pretty hard as far as career goes
1: mm-hmm. um i took a break uh in middle school and high school from acting uh, because I did an embarrassing play in sixth grade where I had to be a uh, frog, and we wore a green unitard and green face, and I just needed to be cool. I had to take a break, but I got back into it in high school at the end, and I was doing more like wardrobe and makeup, but at that point, I I really didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to move to LA and, and pursue acting. My parents convinced me otherwise, uh, and I went to see you Boulder. but it, in the back of my mind it was always this is what I'm meant to do I this is what I have to do um so yes
0: but so with that being said what was your uh your go-to backup option and it doesn't have to be anything tangible but I I don't know in the last eight years I always thought you know what I'll be a I'll be like a landscaper guy like riding the standing lawnmowers like that'd be mm. fun to do if I wasn't able to act anymore <laughs> like what, what what would you do uh,
1: do they have to be standing
0: they lawnmowers? don't but I'm such a sci-fi nerd I would just pretend like I was on some like floating starship or pretending I was in Harry Potter <laughs> Something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I respect that um it everything that I've always wanted to do was, um, dancing, which I do singing. So it was like, okay, I'll just be, you know, a backup dancer. I'll be a pop star. Um, I, I did always love writing. I don't think practicality was not always, uh, in the forefront of my mind, but I did study psychology. And so always have thought, I could be a therapist.
0: I think you easily could. You're a very great listener and you have like wonderful retorts that wouldn't insult anybody, but also, you know, saying, Hey, fix this. <laughs> hey,
1: we need to have a look at this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I could add that to my repertoire.
0: You could, you easily could. And yeah, that's uh I don't know. The, the fun thing about doing this podcast is just acknowledging how crazy we all are for <laughs> pursuing this and going, no, no, but like, it's going to be fine. Uh, right. <laughs> well, right. Well, it's just day in and day out of complete anxiety and things that just make you go a little Argh. so
1: right. Right. Uh, I'm
0: jumping ahead a little bit on this question, but what helps you stay, you know, sane or allows you to decompress when we're Knee deep in self tapes, or you know, we're not getting bookings. You know, ten to twenty auditions through. What, what helps you relax a little bit?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely draw a lot and uh, write down my feelings. And I singing really, really helps me um, to get some emotions out. Meditating, prayer lots of things <laughs> lots of things that I need to be doing.
0: <laughs> I've never I've never heard you sing. What do you like to say? I've never once heard you like seriously sing.
1: Right. I it, that's probably what I'm most shy about. If yeah, for my performance. Really? You know, performance traits. So, something that I I am trying to work on. Um and I I grew up uh Taking voice lessons in theater, and I sang in a couple little choirs. <laughs> uh, growing up we, in middle school, I was in a choir, and we had these cumber buns, you know, that go around your waist. <laughs> yeah. And they had like little jelly beans on them, and we were very <laughs> fancy. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was a star. Here's the thing I tried out for. Uh, my high school choir and I literally forgot the words to Little Mermaid because I was so nervous for singing so I know that's something I really need to work on because I have um, yeah a fear singing in front of people
0: really so are you one of those like bathroom singers you probably sing in your car just so you're able to get it out and still keep those muscles working
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And I've been working with um a coach from New York, uh Bruce Balmer who's amazing. So he's definitely helped a lot there. Uh but yeah, I I need to record some some new pieces pieces of tape soon with singing. Yeah. I'll I'll sing for you one day.
0: One day. I assume it's going to be, you know, at like my funeral or something. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well technically you know if i sing this <laughs> to his casket no one's around i'm still singing without anybody here but maybe he can hear it sorry that was really dark. um sorry listeners when we're together it's sorry, it's like listeners. dark humor abound um
1: <laughs> that, yeah i
0: never i never knew that about you because i've heard you go up in notes here and there and you know, you're usually like joking or you're just you're you're goofing around, but I never even thought to ask, do you sing?
1: <laughs> do you sing seriously? Do you sing? Do I sing? Yeah.
0: Oh no. No, I wouldn't call it singing. <laughs> I mean I
1: No listener. <laughs> I,
0: I I like to sing along with my chemical romance in my car. And that's usually uh okay. that's usually pretty fun. I'll sing Candy Shop by uh, Fifty Ooh, Cent, yes. A la, was it old school or The Hangover when they sing it, and the band just makes it really, really vulgar. Um, but yeah, I was never. So I, I admire everybody who sings because I think it's an amazing talent. And you know, those who are most shy about singing in public are usually the ones that just kick pure ass at it. So
1: wow, I'll take just
0: it. Just I'll take it. <laughs> who, who did you look up to? growing up if you had anybody you, you looked up to as far as like acting and performing goes because you and i joke about uh you know 10 20 years we have the same friendship that like george and julia roberts have george Kelly and julia, yes. julia roberts have on talk shows uh and those are people that i've you know i've looked up to when i was getting into this but who did you you know mm-hmm. admire on the screen
1: Mhm. Um well I always looked up to Jennifer Lopez that she did acting, singing and dancing. Uh so I yeah, I always found that very admirable um and just the way she carries herself. And Rachel McAdams is one of my favorite actresses and I love all the movies she picks. So many are about Love and t- time, different like time warps. Um, Sandra Bullock is definitely one of my heroes as well. I just adore her, I think she's so lovely and talented, and um, just seems like such a great person, too. Yeah, yeah, no, those and are he, great choices. Uh, Leonardo, Di- thank you, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was always one of my favorites, too.
0: Yeah, it's he's because just, he's dreaming. He's
1: mesmerizing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he has that, sure. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's got the talent too. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. And
0: he's absolutely just crazy rich. Uh <laughs> not to say that's what we're looking for, but you know, a couple houses here and there, that'd be nice. Who Yes,
1: listener, Tyler and I are <laughs> going to have houses next to each other. On the beach in Los Angeles. We're speaking it into existence.
0: Oh, yeah. It'll it'll happen. The houses may not be nice, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be, be fixer uppers uh, with a bridge that goes to and fro. Um, yeah. A that...
1: campsite on the beach. <laughs> a campsite on the beach.
0: Actually, that'd be really nice. <laughs> yeah. It, hey, here's something for you, you guys who are listening. Manifest everything through a journal that you write in every single night. It's something I've been doing for three or four years, and it's actually helped. You know, things may not happen the way you imagine them happening, but things lead you to certain. Th- so it's just, it's that weird. That's the only LA thing that I do that has actually worked, and I stick to it. Like you know, the, all those LA sort of like other actors and models we talk to, it's like, no, you should do this, you should do that, or you should go on an ayahuasca.
1: Like, okay, the LA it. tricks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be open Tyler I'm trying to what
0: what are the LA things you do I know you have a couple LA things or maybe it's like more New York things that you do
1: uh the New York things I do um just think that other people are out to get me no (laughs) no Yeah, being from Colorado and then moving to New York, my attitude definitely had to change because, you know, if you just let everyone in front of you on the street or in line and be a nice Coloradan, you will get mowed over. So <laughs> you have to be a little more aggressive. I'm trying to think any New York traits. It's funny that you say that's an LA thing because that's something I've done for a while, but that comes from my mom being a therapist and she, oh. her saying that that's something to do.
0: Oh, what your mom's, a, I didn't know that your mom's a therapist.
1: Yes. You're learning so much. Oh my God. What, what was that
0: like? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine having a parent who's a therapist. Like, Oh my God, you have all the skills to just knock me down and make me a better person. And I don't even realize it at age six, you know? <laughs>
1: I think it was, I was thinking about this the other day because I've always been a very sensitive person and I think my mom being a therapist was really helpful because I, she was, is very in touch emotionally. Both my parents are. My dad's Italian, very loving, emotional. Uh, Yeah, lots of, lots of happy tears around my house growing up. So I think it was really good um with with parents that understood emotions
0: yeah. um that's not, i mean it's not something you expect from an italian family as far as like happy emotions go like i'm just so you know dishes are thrown but then there's hugs minutes you know <laughs> that kind of <laughs>
1: right right the passion,
0: passion. It's the ha- passion. I, I don't yes. think i ever asked you I, what do they think about your pursuit in the arts I mean you've obviously worked day jobs right like you've had you've had careers but what do they think about you pursuing this taking classes and and taking it seriously is there a lot of support for it or was it kind of you know weird at the start were they a little um hesitant at first
1: they yes I mean well so when I was in elementary school I asked them to move us all to LA which (laughs) they said absolutely not (laughs) Um, and no, they've always been very supportive, but I think, you know, just worried about the practicality of of things. Um but you know, I just remind myself that we're in the midst of a giant galaxy on a rocks, you know, circling through space and anything's possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's always a little nerve wracking when you have to tell your family what you're going to do. You know, (laughs) it's
1: (laughs) right. Yeah, and I think because it's been something that you know I've always um, cared about. So I think they just they just want me to be happy and uh, you know support myself and whatnot. Yeah.
0: So when you made the they definitely. What we, sorry? We, they what? definitely
1: just come from a more practical. Oh,
0: of course. <laughs> background. Yeah, because what? Is, what does your dad do? I forgot.
1: My dad is a lawyer.
0: Uh-huh. Aha.
1: <laughs> yes. So, y- very into um, you know rules and things being just so, uh, which is definitely where we've butt heads uh, over you know growing up because I'm I'm so much more abstract
0: yeah well there's a performance aspect to that right <laughs> to being a lawyer
1: oh to being a lawyer yeah. he he does more behind the scenes
0: oh okay He's more yes, a producer yeah yes yes yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes
0: so i do um, want to i do want to talk about you going to new york which I give you Mm -hmm. a lot of guff for because my favorite joke when we're in conversation with (laughs) (laughs) she'll bring up yeah you know when I was in New York
1: (laughs) but it's where my best stories are I know it's
0: whatever you bring it up I have to like interrupt and go oh did you guys hear she lived in New York were you were you aware of that (laughs) that's pretty cool no one lives in New York (laughs) but what what um what brought you out to New York instead of going to LA and what was it like you know, navigating yourself in not only a whole new city, but also a whole new part of the industry where things are different. It seems like it'd be more cutthroat than Denver. And, you know, how was your first, uh, your first year out there trying to make this all work?
1: Uh, yes. So I, I'd always planned to go to LA. Uh, I almost went to Chapman in Orange County, but then ended up at CU and, um, loved that. And then right after college, I went and visited LA uh, with my mom. And I mean, I love the beach. I love the sun. So it does seem like a good fit. Um, But it just didn't feel right. And one of my friends from college had been living in New York for a year uh, and said, you know, some of us are moving in together. You should just move here. And I'd actually only seen Times Square before I moved to New York. <laughs> <laughs> but it just felt like the right thing to do and it, and it was. I loved it so much. Um and yeah, the first year I learned so much. Oh my gosh, I um well, I was exposed to east coast weather and not being able to see, you know, from far away, I could only see all the buildings. I called it building stress. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) stressed out from being surrounded by so many buildings. (laughs) Um, But I live near Central Park, so that was helpful. And yes, I feel like my worldview expanded so much. New York is obviously a melting pot of people from all over and doing all kinds of different things and, um, so many people that are so focused on their career. Uh, so yeah, you definitely get swept up in the rush of it all. Um, and it was interesting the first time that I went to a casting where everyone looked so similar to me and, you know, just realizing how many people are doing this, and how much it takes to stand out and and make it happen, and um, but yeah, I yeah, I loved, I loved being there. The life force is high, I would say.
0: <laughs> well, and you did a lot more than just acting out there, too. Is that where you you booked the mm-hmm. the costuming job for Ben is back?
1: Yes. Yes. So I worked under, uh, Melissa Toth, uh, and under Peter Hudges, the writer of the film. And I was the production assistant for the wardrobe department, which was so cool. Um, it was amazing to see a project from start to finish, um, as far as the wardrobe went and, I I learned so much, met so many amazing people. Um, And I I love dressing up. I think anyone who knows me knows that. (laughs) And so (laughs) wardrobe and fashion has always been uh, very interesting to me. And um, I, yeah, I did that project and then realized, you know, I, I miss it acting. I want to focus more on that. But the production that I am working on right now with Chameleon Films, a producer and an assistant art director. So I'll be helping out with the wardrobe again there. So I'm excited for that.
0: We we have to unpack that because we <laughs> we went to a viewing party last night for a short film by Chameleon Studios and our, our buddy Matt Smuldoon, but also seeing the promo for you know, just kickstarting their next project. How because I feel like all of that happened within three weeks where you and I are just kind yes. of talking about it. How how did that come to fruit? Because now you're now you're producing. How do you feel about it? What have you read okay. about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. I'm very excited. Uh it's always been something that I've been interested in. Um and yeah, I, I started writing a couple scripts in when I was in New York, and um, I'm still writing those now. And it's always been a dream to have a production company uh, where I can make these these films, um, especially you know with with some uh, women as the leads because that's so important to have um, in there. But yeah, sorry, I got so off track with that. Uh, Very excited to produce. I We literally was like, I don't even know what all producing consists of. Uh, I need to sort this out. So yeah, logistically in the midst of all that. And I was also an event planner in New York. And I think that that's helping with all the logistics of producing right now. Yeah,
0: I think you're going to crush it because it, it is all, it's just details and budgeting and making sure that X, Y, or Z is done. So, you know, this could also be done. You're going to rock it. Seriously. It's, thank you. It, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot because it's new and it's different, but an event planner in New York, you're eons above where any of us could be starting as a producer.
1: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. I, I think I do have a knack for uh, working with all different kinds of people. I would say, yeah. um, so it does feel like a good, a good fit. And yeah, yeah just making sure, making sure things are done and <laughs> everyone's talked to in the, in the right manner.
0: Yeah, don't yell at anybody. I know how much of an <laughs> anger problem you have. No.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, you know, certain people uh, just we all have different ways. We, we uh, do better when we're spoken to
0: yeah. in certain ways, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I do want to, I want to bring up your writing too, because it's something that we've kind of sat down and, and talked about a couple of times, but I know after the start of the year, you know, we're probably going to dive back into it again, but what, what got you into writing as a very unique part of, you know, being creative and the fact that you could sit down in front of a blank piece of paper and write something or write a short film or write a chapter or a poem. What, what got you started on uh, on that end?
1: Thank you. I, I started writing when I was pretty young. Um, And I think because I was such a big reader, words were always close to my, close to my heart and Uh, I was always in advanced English classes and yeah, I I think I just love the, okay, as I'm talking about English, I'm not having the proper English to say. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's it's an interesting thing to talk about. I think that, well, I just find people endlessly fascinating. And so I think when I meet new people and, um, you know, see their different characteristics, uh, and just bring that into my mind's eye imagination. Um, I don't know. I, have been really inspired by just people I meet, like when I was in New York, just all the different people there in our studio, um, inspired by people there. I, I wrote a, seeing Tyler and I are going to film because I was inspired by our friendship um but yeah I, I feel like it's something that's that's just natural I guess is yeah i it
0: <laughs> you're so shy <laughs> knock it off stop being shy this is your episode no that, okay it, it, it's it's kind of like bleeding your own heart Onto a piece of paper, right? It's just it's mm-hmm. it can be very intimate, and it could be something you're very protective of. But the second you let go of that protective nature, it just it opens up so much more. And that's why I'm glad you you shared that scene with me because now we can film that, and I, I hope it helps. You know, get more of your feature ideas going, and because I want to see what what else you write. It's going to be really intriguing, especially you know living in New York.
1: Thanks. Thank
0: you, <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. it. Means a lot from you. <laughs>
0: Uh, I have heard so many of your stories, but I really want to know what you might have in the, uh, the canon for this, but do you have a party story you could share with our listeners? So something that happened in your life, maybe it could be on a set, maybe it's at work, maybe it's something that happened personally, but something so either crazy or tragic or funny or just something that really stands out in your memory. You could easily recant it amongst friends at a party. Do you have a story you can share with us?
1: Yes, I do. I uh, was on set for a liquor company um, and it was a modeling shoot and it was all day and it was at a Brownstone in Brooklyn. And um, we get there at 8am and the director of the shoot had an idea that he wanted this party to seem very real and we were shooting for the entire year all of the holidays coming up um so we started with like new years and he was encouraging everyone to drink you know very early in the morning and I decided not to I'm thinking okay I'm on set I just you know don't think I will but the set got so crazy and the St. Patrick's Day they had all this like food that was dyed and um they we had a food fight like everyone's green all over uh we did a Christmas shoot we're like yeah, th- people are like throwing around the Christmas tree, tossing around ornaments. Um, yeah, it just ended up being a really crazy day, and the pictures came out great.
0: Where's the evidence of this?
1: <laughs> I have, I do have some pictures. <laughs> I have some pictures I can show you.
0: <laughs> I won't share with anybody else, uh, but. <laughs> Cause that's that's a big shoot. Okay. <laughs> I need to see that.
1: Yeah, it was it was really fun. Yeah, it was on social media boards throughout the US. So whenever anyone was traveling and they'd see it, they'd just like send it to our group. <laughs> Here we are <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah that's that's a delightful party story. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> what is uh you know you and I are years into making this a career and we're getting to the mm-hmm. point now where I feel like we're we're um sort of pushing to the next level and with that comes a lot of experience yes, a lot of you know yeah we're just we're we're ready right we're hungry ready to go
1: 2023 here we come 2023 <laughs> <laughs> let's go
0: <laughs> the non acting people are just losing interest every time we talk <laughs> like oh god oh, no. oh god shut up uh <laughs> <laughs> with with that and with all of your experience, you know, not only working on stage, but in front of the camera, behind the camera, what is something that maybe you've held on to over the last, you know, 10 years or so that you can instill upon our listeners who are either, you know, maybe they're trying to get into the industry now, which is a really hard time, you know, after a pandemic and the way things are, or maybe they've been in it for just as long and they're trying to stick with it. What's something you can give them as a piece of advice you followed?
1: Um, I would say that comparison is the thief of joy, and that's one I, I have to tell myself. And um, the right opportunities will come to you. I, I like to think that uh, what's meant for you won't pass you by. And if things aren't moving as quick as you had hoped, you know, maybe it's just more of a preparatory time so then when you get to these opportunities you you are ready um and yeah just have fun along the way it's a journey it's not a sprint it's a marathon uh and I think yeah you'll always be leveling up so just to appreciate where you are look at how far you've come and be excited for what's coming next
0: i love it you're so wise
1: <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> well it's and it's all stuff uh, that we've we've heard when we're starting out right and it's stuff mm-hmm. that stays there because it it's true and it works and we have to right really remember that every time we go into an audition room every time we get that uh yeah, well, they passed on you. Uh, they'll keep you in mind for future projects, though, which is just another way of saying, like, nah, just forget it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just something great to hang on to. Um, and with everything you're doing right now, yeah, I'm curious about this. Do you have anything we can give a shout out or a promotion to, whether it be, you know, a company that you really believe in or a charity that you really love? Is there anything we can give a shout out to in the show notes?
1: that's a great question. And I feel like, well, the, um, I think that mental health is so important and, you know, have dealt with different mental health struggles. Um, myself depression being one and the CU depression center, uh, I know does amazing things for people. Um, my dad's company actually attends a uh, gala there every year. So I've been able to go see speakers, um, yeah, at their, at their function. Um, and I think, yeah, any anything to help with mental health is so important, especially after the pandemic.
0: I love it. I love it. No, that's super important. I didn't even know that CU so had a depression center. So that's something I, I'm going to keep in mind, too, for... <laughs> for further usage uh you know for those dark days where you're out of sugar and caffeine and have nothing else to do um (laughs) which is usually the start of my depression (laughs) uh oh no that's that's awesome buddy i uh i'm just glad i I had a chance to bring you on i mean you're gonna come back you know we're gonna have you on a couple because it's just how can i not have you on this show with all the stuff we do (laughs)
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I hope you, I hope you had fun. I (laughs) I hope you had a good time.
0: I had a blasty blast. It was like being in Brooklyn. It was, it was, you know, being (laughs) in a a bodega at 2 a.m. and buying a, uh, a chat.
1: yeah, pizza, dollar pizza.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have one more thing to do though, uh, which I'm not sure if you've heard or not, but we do an awkward goodbye on this show, and it all stems from Wayne's World. Which I don't think you've seen, right? No, I haven't seen. Ah, I, I need know, to I
1: watch. <laughs> well,
0: uh, the way it works is I'm going to give you a silent 3-2-1 countdown, just like a cameraman would. And when I point to you, give me your best verbal awkward goodbye, and we're going to end the interview from there. You ready to be super Perfect. awkward on purpose?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> okay,
0: <everybody. laughs> Here we go. In 3
1: Okay. Oh, oh, you don't, you don't want to keep talking. You're, oh, neither do I. No, no, no. I totally, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk to you either. Okay.